Welcome to Full and Share Theology. We're your hosts, Justin Mercier and Bruce Pagano, and this is Theology for Everyone. Hey, welcome to Fold and Share Theology. This is Bruce, one half of the podcast hosts. Um, so we have a treat for you. We're trying this new thing this season, season three, uh, where Justin and I do individual segments, um, and we're calling mine um, Side Note with Bruce, and we're calling Justin's uh, Just in Time. And it's funny because it fits two different things. It's just Justin Time because it's his time and it's also just in time because maybe it's something that's timely and that you wanted to know so um so this segment is the first premiere episode of just in time awesome well hey thank you for (laughs) opening up man i uh i really appreciate it and i'm excited for these uh sermonettes i I would call it or, or just you know thoughts of of um you know things that i'm studying or things that I've learned, or you know, something that's on my heart, or or maybe a rant. I don't know. It could be lots of different things. But today, um, you know, as I was thinking about what do I want to talk about for the very first one, because the very first one, I mean, everyone's I think probably going to listen to that first one. So I wanted to start with <clears throat> a story. I like telling stories, and I think stories are very important to um, you know heritage and culture and and life and and that sort of thing. And so. This story starts off with this one time in Mexico, <laughs> which a lot of really great stories uh, start that way. But uh, so there was a time um, when I went to Mexico with a friend of mine named Brandon, and my friend was um, he was speaking at this week long youth uh, conference. Uh, it was in Mexico, Ensenada. and uh, there's a probably about three or four different youth groups from all around the country. And uh, not the country of Mexico, but the country of the United States. And and we were there, and I got to experience something that was uh, life-changing for me. And I wanted to share it, um, share it here. Now, I'll take you to the setting here. So we're a few days in, you know, probably three, four days into this, um, you know, this mission trip for these youth kids. We're, we're, we were there more as speakers and prayer team and support. And... Um, one of the things that they did was they wanted to give us the ability to, I mean, really have the heart, um, heart of the Lord when it comes to compassion and love and that sort of thing. And and I didn't expect this. So one, one night they said, Hey, and you know, five 30 tonight, everyone go to the, you know, chapel or, or whatever it's called the building where we do the singing and the, you know, playing games and all that. And, um, and with no prior, no prior, um, you know, intro or anything like that. So we go into this building and we walk into, what you would normally see, you know, in this big worship room. And all of a sudden, we're in this, like, encloses room, all of a sudden. Like, they had put up, like, they had built, like, a, like, almost like a little room. You know, think about your bedroom kind of a size. And, gosh, I mean, there was, you know, me, uh, Brandon, and probably about, you know, 100 other youth kids or, or, or 150 other youth kids or whatever. And... And so we were in this room, and there was no direction at all. 
I mean, we were just standing there. It was kind of green. There was like a green light that was on and that sort of thing. And you could hear like music in the distance and people talking and that sort of thing. But it was not audible. Like you couldn't understand what they were saying or anything like that. Then um, on one of the other sides of the room, all of a sudden you just see like just two people standing there. And, and so you go over there and 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 I went over there and I said, uh, you know, hey, what? What's going on? Like, what game are we playing? That sort of thing. And they said, uh, oh, hi, you must be one of the uh, people from overseas. And I said, um, I, I don't, I don't, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, you're, you're coming to America, right? You're coming to America. And I was like, okay, all right, this is some kind of game. Okay. All right. I'll play along. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here to, to, to come to America. He said, oh, man, we are so excited to have you. All we got to do is put this blindfold on you, and you're going to be holding onto this rope. When you walk on the rope, you just got to keep a hold of it because it will direct you where to go. Um, but you're going to be blindfolded. But before you do, we just need you to declare what you're bringing to America. So, for instance, do you have a wife? And I was like, yeah, I have a wife. Do you have a child? Yep, I have a child. Okay, what luggage do you have? Uh, I have a suitcase. And they said, oh, okay, and you also have a bag of, like, all your personal, like, you know, uh, family heirlooms and photos and that sort of thing. And, and you know, kind of getting the hint, like, they wanted me to say yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I have that, too, on my back. And they said, okay, and uh, and, and you have some money? I said, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, I got some money. And they said, great, okay, so just to make this clear, and they had a piece of paper. They said, okay, so you got your wife, your kid, your money, your uh, luggage, all your clothes, and then the, the backpack on your bag with, you know, all your family heirlooms and your pictures and that sort of thing. I said, yep, okay, and they gave me the piece of paper, and uh, and so, I and they said, put it in your pocket, okay. So they blindfolded me, and I hold on the rope, and they said, and they, and they grabbed my shoulder, and they said, we're so excited, your future is bright, coming to America, um, so yeah, go ahead and go. Like somebody will meet you down there, and I was like, "All right, great." And so I'm blindfolded and I'm holding this rope, and I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, and uh, all of a sudden I hear, "You're not welcome here." And then I, I mean, I about peed myself. What? Who is that? You know? Oh my gosh! And it was dead silent, just dead quiet. So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I started walking a little bit more, and they said, "Go back to your country," and then and then ran away, and I was like what in the world and I'm walking and and uh and then another person I mean and they're obviously jumping out of places because you hear them running up and then all of a sudden they're running away and they say oh we hate you go back to your country you're pathetic speak English get a job like stop living off our country and like just shouting this stuff in our in my ear and in other people's ear as we're walking down the rope and I finally I get to the end and someone grabs my shoulder, rips my blindfold off, and it is a super bright light, like one of those spotlights just right in your face. Blinding is so bright. And they said, okay, all right, you're okay, you're a refugee, okay, let's go ahead and let me get your paper, give me your paper, give me your paper. And I was like, okay, okay, don't talk, don't talk. Oh, okay, and so I give them a paper, and they go, oh, we're really sorry to inform you, but... Your wife uh, died on one of the ships, and your child was taken, and we can't find them. We're really, really sorry. Oh, by the way, your luggage got lost somewhere, but we don't have time to find it. We need you to go ahead and get over here. And someone grabbed my arm, and I was like, what the heck is happening? 
So, I mean, my, my wife is now gone, prospectively. My wife is gone. My child is gone. My luggage is gone. And then as I'm walking, some masked person rips my backpack off my back. And I'm like, hey, what what the heck? You know, and, and, they, and they said, no talking, no talking. And they threw me into this um, makeshift little, uh, like they had pallets. And they made this like little house almost uh, with like no roof on it. Just like four walls and like a door. And it said refugee camp. So they throw me in there, and there's a bunch of people in there. I mean, just a ton of people. And and one girl is screaming at all of us in French, straight up French, just screaming at us. And another girl is screaming at us in Spanish. And they're, like, pointing at us and screaming at us. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And, you know, and then, like, some lady's like, no talking, no talking. And they're just screaming at us, like, pointing at us. So then they pointed at me. And they 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 grabbed they they walked in there pushed everybody aside grabbed me and then put me in on this desk in front of these two people and they said all right you're trying to get into America okay well first of all are you a terrorist and I and I was like no I'm not a terrorist and they're like hmm could be a terrorist and they like were writing things down and they're like okay well what what kind of work do you do. And I was like, work, um, what do you mean? They're like, oh, so you don't work? And I'm like, no, 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 like, I work. Okay, what do you do? And like every time I tried to answer, they would just interrupt me and they'd start like writing things down, that sort of thing. So behind this table were these two guys, this, you know, there was a guy and a girl, and they're answering, they're asking me all these ridiculous questions like, how much money do you make? Do you make any money? Are you going to produce anything? Are you ever going to learn English? I mean, they're asking me all these questions very, very fast. I can't even answer them. And behind them is a chain link fence, and um, and behind them they've got these kids and the moms and the dads and like all these all these people, and they are laughing and they're playing cornhole and they got a barbecue set up and they're eating chips and they're playing um, Miley Cyrus's. Um, Oh, what is that called? Welcome to the USA or, or whatever that, that song is by Miley Cyrus. Or Party in the USA. That's what it is. Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. Um, and and they are all in this. There's like a group of like 20 or 30 of them. And they're just like playing and laughing, all that, that sort of thing. And uh, and they like kind of like all stop and they look over. And, and they just just looked at like me with like disgust they were just like ugh and they had shirts on like Jesus is love and um had american flags and like you know had a, like a bible on the table and like all this kind of stuff and and they and they like every time the kid a kid would like come up to the fence the one of the parents would grab the kid and say don't don't talk to them don't talk to them and they would like move them over so then after I'm getting interrogated by these guys they said okay go ahead and sit over here and we'll call you when we're ready so I'm sitting there and there's like a line of like all these other people and, uh, and I'm like, dang, that's super intense. And like one of the guys says, Hey, stop talking, no talking. And, uh, and I sat there for three hours. I sat there along with all these other people. No one came and talked to me. No one gave me direction. No one gave me anything at all. Three hours later, finally the simulation stops. And they say, now, all right, like, everybody, go ahead and let's, let's go step outside and that sort of thing. And they said, this is not at all what 
refugees go through that, but they go through things like this even worse than what you're experiencing right now. They're um, fleeing countries. They're trying to. They're, I mean, their their families are still in the countries that they're trying to flee, and they can't have any contact, and like they have no idea what's going on. They don't speak the language, and everyone's. And it changed my life. I mean, it really changed my whole perspective, and not just about refugees or anything like that. Because you know, the thing is that the fear base thing that happens a lot of times is oh don't let these refugees in this country they're murderers they're killers they're rapists they're i mean all these things and and i always believe that i always believe like oh yeah we don't we don't want we don't want like we want the good kind of refugees you know yeah we want the good kind of ones you know the ones that speak english already and they know about american history you know and and i was like wow like this is and so well from that i just was like wow and so we we i got involved with my friend brandon who was already doing refugee ministry and we really we got to know people from eritrea and the congo and nepal i mean these places where like people are actually coming from you know um africa and west africa and like these places that people are actually coming from and you sit down with them and you just talk about like, whoa, like, like what was like your experience? And, and some of that was their experience. And, and even worse, sometimes they're like, my wife is still in the Congo and she can't get out because they stopped all refugees coming from the Congo. Like, I can't even go see my wife and my wife can't even come here. My children are growing up in, in you know, Eritrea where, where I don't even get to be with them at all. And and it just really clicked for me because I thought, you know what, like, uh, we have to shift the mindset from America first, America, 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 or like comfort and money and, and, and what more do I need and start shifting the mindset of what would, like, not what would Jesus do, but like, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself and, and love the sojourner and love, like, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. Like, like he says, love is the, and, and the thing is that in order to, in order to understand how to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul and mind, you have to be able to understand how to love your neighbor. And, and you can't, you can't figure out what that means without loving your neighbor and vice versa. You can't, you can't learn what loving your neighbor looks like unless you're loving the Lord of God with all your heart, soul and mind. And it's about, it's about when when we see a group of people, the black community, the the Asian community, the Hispanic community, <clears throat> the gay community, and we see them crying out for for help or like need or or suffering, we have to remember that we have no idea what what people go through with that kind of stuff. We have no idea. We have maybe a small glimpse of what they may go through, but it doesn't even, it's not even a glimpse. It's like kind of an imaginative, imaginative thing that we think that maybe they're going through, but it really isn't. It's about sitting down with other people who are, are like, I am hurting. I need help. I'm oppressed. I like, I need, I need some, some help and sitting down with them and really being like, how can I love you? Like, what is going on in your community? Like, what in ways can I help? And one of the things is that when the refugees would come through the Boise airport, 
we used to, and I don't, I don't think they do it very much anymore, but we used to have a group of people who would welcome refugees into the country in the Boise airport. I'll tell you, those refugees were like, what? Like, you here to see me? Like, I've been told I was a terrorist and a horrible person, and like all this stuff. And when they would see, and then we would give them these gallon-sized bags of um, soap and shampoo and toilet paper and and um, and uh, toothbrushes and and food and money, like just give them a starter kit, like just say here's a starter kit because they luckily they've built some housing, which is probably not the greatest housing, and a lot of times it's run down and it's old and that sort of thing. But when they get into a place give them that that fresh starter kit is like a breath of fresh air for someone who's just went through all of that just to get to this country and so one of the ways i just i want to encourage people is that dive into the community like dive into other other communities that are going to challenge you you know like go and go talk to um you know people in your church who don't look like you or who were not as old as you are or young as you are or whatever and go say tell me about your life or tell me about who you are and how can I best pray for you or best serve you and it will open up a wealth of knowledge um you know for you to really understand well I didn't I had no idea you were going through that and here's how I can serve you and I think Bruce's book says his best is just estimating their need and then be able to deliver on it to the absolute best of your ability, but not expect anything back. That's the whole key of it. And so that is my, that's my Mexico story. And, uh, yeah, I hope that's encouraging for someone, um, that hears it and just says, you know what? I want to know. I just want to know more about how I can serve others and love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, soul, and mind, and also how can I love my neighbor as myself. This is just a way, this is just an encouragement time to say, you know what, I want to understand God's love even more. And what that looks like is let's let's start by reaching out to others. Let's start by reaching out to our own community of people, our brothers, our sisters, our single moms, our widows, our poor the black community, the Asian community, the Native American community, our gay community, um, our Hispanic community, reaching out to them and just saying, "How can I? How can I love you? Or tell me about your story. Tell me your testimony." And the testimony is where is where they'll have a story to share. So that's my Justin uh, Justin Time segment here, and uh, really looking forward to the next segment and uh, the next podcast here with my. Uh, Cora Bruce. All right. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Fold and Share Theology. You can follow Bruce on multiple social media platforms at BPags2, as well as Justin Mercier on Instagram at JustinMercier13. Additionally, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Folding Share Theology. Until then, keep unfolding God's word each and every day.